I will not contradict myself there because I respect that it was probably the best five years of my life, the most enjoyable five years of my life as per far. But if I look back at that in that sense, and I don't look forward with the sense that the next five years of my life into my twenties, going from being a teenager to being an adult, if I don't look at those few years as possibly the best time of my life as well, then what's the point of living after high school? Hello and welcome back to the Not At The Party podcast. Today we are talking about all things finishing high school and the uncertainty of the future. Really scary topic, really, really triggering and anxiety inducing episode ahead (laughs) for me, not for you, for me, unless you're graduating as well, then you're included in that. Yeah. Anyway, this is the episode. Let's, let's go. You're invited to the after party, an after show of Not at the Party with me, Brock Valesini, of course. It's basically an after show. You get bonus content weekly. You can RSVP by subscribing through Apple Podcasts or you can subscribe through Anchor FM, which is basically Spotify. Everybody that has subscribed so far, thank you so much for your ongoing support. You are incredible. And to those who want bonus exclusive content, make sure to subscribe. I've had a really busy week. <laughs> like, Okay, well, since the last episode, I've had a really, really busy few weeks. I think it's been like two weeks maybe. But I've been extremely busy with work stuff, with school stuff, finishing up school stuff, and just like in general, I'm a really busy person. Like, I, I there's not much there's not much else I can tell you, honestly. Like, I just am. I went to the Billie Eilish concert. I've been looking forward to this for over a fucking year. That was on the 13th. So that was like just over a week ago today it was like last tuesday anyway i went to that i've been looking forward to that for a whole fucking year because i bought those tickets literally a year ago like i think it was end of september last year i fucking love billy eilish with my entire heart that woman oh she just so it's i can't put it into words okay i just fucking love her like she's insane so of course i was excited i was I've been dying for that day for years. And it was so weird for years. That's actually true because in 2019, I tried to get tickets to her when we were fall asleep. Where do we go to her? Here's the thing. I wanted to get the meet and greet tickets, which were like only two, $300 that time. And I was willing to pay that because it's really just not that much considering that the tickets for the happier than ever tour were $200 for a seat. So I was willing to pay $200 for the meet and greet for a 2019 show. But then even if I didn't get that, I was still willing to actually go to the show because I wanted to see her live. And this was around, well, I I discovered her in 2018 with You Should See Me In A Crown, which kind of like, I'm not a local, I promise, but You Should See Me In A Crown is a song that got me hooked on her because I feel like that song is probably one of the more mainstream ones of her, whereas the old ones were kind of a bit more like indie, alt, all that stuff. Like I didn't find Billy during Ocean Eyes and Bellyache and that stuff. And in saying that, they're just kind of not my taste in music anyway. You should see me in a crown kind of is more my taste. So that's kind of when I discovered her. And then back to the 2019 show stuff. I was trying to get tickets for that. If you're from Sydney and you tried to get tickets to that show, you'd know how hard it was. They literally sold out in like 
seconds. Like I'm not even fucking kidding with you, seconds. And of course, while they were on sale, I was in class at school and a whole bunch of other people at my school were trying to get it. Actually, there was probably about three, maybe two or three. Well, it was actually my friends, like two or three of my friends that were trying to get tickets. And I think only one of them ended up getting tickets. And of course I missed out. And it was fucking annoying because we were actually originally like the few people people that were trying to get tickets, we were planning to go together and then they ended up planning to go with other people. So I was like, okay, whatever. But then I had no one else to go with because no one else was like that big of a fan of, of her then. This was also before the When We All Fall Asleep album came out. So I can't remember, I don't know what the exact tour name was. I think it was a different name. I think it was just When We All Fall Asleep tour. Oh no, it was when, it was literally right when she had announced the album that the tour went on sale. I had the best fucking time of my life at this concert. I have never been so fucking feral in my life. Billie Eilish just does it for me every time. Every album, every song she releases, she just fucking does it for me. The concert, I already knew it was going to be good. I did watch videos beforehand of like the actual tour, what it looks like. I knew the set list, all that stuff. But when I tell you I've never been so feral in my life, I'm going to, I'm literally just going to show you an example. Okay. Let, let me pull this up on my phone. That's also another thing. So at the concert, I chose not to record any of the show because, well, okay, I did record the intro and then probably the whole show I recorded maybe max three minutes of footage. Like that was it. It was just little snippets of like me singing and little snippets of songs that I actually love. Other than that, I actually decided for the first time to put my phone down because I was like, yes, it's going to be great to look back on this in the future and think, like, and just like be able to relive the moment because it was such an incredible night, but I'm never going to get to have that night again. Either way, I can relive it in the photos and the videos as much as I want, but I'm never going to have that exact moment ever again. So I may as well make that moment actually worth it and not put it, you know, not rely on the future in future tense of like having the footage there to go back and watch, to try and relive it, to try and make the most of that moment again, make the most of the moment once because you're never going to have that moment again. <laughs> Look at me being all inspirational and shit. Oh, God damn. Anyway, so I, I did ask my, my two cousins that were with me, they were recording anyway, so it really wasn't that big of a deal for me. They did send me all their footage, so I do have that to use. But next time you're at a concert, live a little, live in the moment. Your friends are probably all recording anyway. Get them to send you the videos because I can promise you it's going to be 10 times more enjoyable for you if you just put your fucking phone down and don't worry about how you're recording, if you're recording well enough. I'm trying to find this video. Oh my God, fuck. So here's the thing. I was actually yelling. Like I was screaming. Everyone else was just singing. I was yelling like incredibly loud, incredibly fucking loud. Like everyone in our section could hear me. And because of that, I lost my voice after like five minutes. So then for the rest of the night, my voice sounded like extremely extremely fucking loud. Not even loud. It just sounded really angry and like I don't, intense. I don't know, but it was like, personally, if I was sitting in front of me or near me, I would be fucking scared for my life. Wait, I'm trying to find this fucking video. Oh my God. Why can't I find this video? I found the video. This was literally recorded on my cousin's phone and they were yelling as well. So you'd think that if it was their phone and they were yelling, the phone would just pick up their yelling. No, I was louder than everyone. Also to add, I was the only person in the section who was standing up, jumping, yelling, dancing my fucking life away. Like I was really feral. It was like, 
it's a bit, it's a Billy Eilish concert. So I don't know if I was sitting around me, I don't think I'd be mad because it's the energy that Billy gives and it's the energy that everyone in the mosh pit has, but everyone that was seated either didn't know the words or they just didn't have the energy to get up. Like they didn't have the energy of getting up and jumping around and like going crazy to it, which is exactly what you go to the, a Billie Eilish concert for is to just jump and go crazy. And when I tell you I was jumping, I was like feet off the ground, not just bending my knees, like fake jumping. I was feet off the ground, holding onto the railing next to me, fucking jumping, like jumping. Anyway, here's the video. Let's have a listen. So that was me the entire concert. That's exactly, if you were sitting in front of me, that's what you would have heard. And funnily enough, there was these like, I don't want to say they were old, but the, these adults were sitting in front of us. They probably were like 50 something, but it was two women and their husbands. So I'm assuming they were like kind of Billy fans for being there. Either that or they were just going for like entertainment and no bad guy and all those kind of songs. No judgment. If that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. They were pretty cool. They were kind of like getting up and getting into it as well. But I kind of felt bad because I was right behind them and I was like screaming in the woman's ear. I didn't feel bad because like, you know, it was my money I spent and it wasn't in a disrespectful way to anyone. It was kind of just a me having fun way. You know what I mean? So Billy has this like crane thing she gets on. It's kind of just like a lift that she stands on and it goes up and it goes around over the crowd that's like seated and part of the mosh pit. Anyway, in New Zealand and in Asia, she didn't have the crane. I think it might've because, been because like the arenas were too small. Anyway, get, get to the fucking point right next to where I was sitting was a railing. And then down below the railing was the entry to the mosh pit. Well, one of them, one of the entries to the mosh pit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And on the, like right next to where the entry is, there's obviously the other section of seating. Right underneath there, they opened up this little passageway behind the curtain. And we were kind of confused because I thought they were bringing out people from the mosh pit that were passing out there because there was a lot of people in like wheelchairs and shit. I thought they were going to be wheeling them out through there and like back upstairs or whatever. I was wrong. My cousin Summer clicked on quicker than me that that's where Billy was going to be coming out from. Then I clicked on because I seen all of the security guards lining up at the back of the mosh pit making sure no one could get back to the mosh pit entry door. Billy came out through this door. No one else around us knew except me and my two cousins. When I tell you I fucking screamed for my life, I fucking screamed and Billy fucking waved at me. I'm not fucking with you. Okay. Just listen to the video. Okay. I'm actually still like, I'm going to cry if I watch this. So I'm not looking. So you're probably thinking, Brock, you're fucking delusional. She did not look at you. She did. And every time I watch that video, it's fucking hilarious. We're not going to talk about it though, because it's kind of embarrassing. Anyway, that fucking happened. That was insane. I still can't believe it happened. I love fucking Billie Eilish. So wait, that came, no, that came out wrong. No, I meant to say, I fucking love Billie Eilish. I'm a little bit dyslexic sometimes when I'm talking. I think this is a good sign that we should probably move on. I officially graduated school this week, which is 
a bit upsetting to say out loud. I officially finished school this week. I haven't graduated yet. My graduation's not until, I think it's in November. I don't know why they've left it so long. Every other school's graduating already and my school has put it off so far back. And like, I'm just, I just want to fucking have it over and done with now. But for the most part, I finished school the other day. When was it? It was our final week. So Monday we went to Luna Park for a celebration day. Luna Park has actually gotten so much more fun than it used to be. It used to be so fucking boring there. The only thing to do there was like go on the fucking swing things that go in the air. If not that, go on Dodgem cars. If not that, go in Coney Island and go down one of the old sketchy ass fucking slides. I don't know. But now they've got the Big Dipper. They've got the Sledgehammer. Oh my God. I went on the fucking Sledgehammer. It goes 360 upside down in the air. Holy fuck. I've never been so scared in my life. That shit was terrifying. My whole body weight was like pressed against the harness upside down. My ass was not on the seat. I was fucking shitting my pants. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like one minute. I'm like enjoying myself. Next minute I'm crying upside down with my eyes closed. Then I open my eyes because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I just see the Harbor Bridge and the Opera House upside down. Could you imagine the fear? Like I, like I thought I was descending into heaven or some shit. Cause it was like, that shit was scary. Okay. But then, so Tuesday was our final day of classes, which we had, they did every subject. So the classes were like 50 minute periods. That sounds really stupid out of context because most schools have 50 minute or 60 minute periods, but my school has three periods a day that are, what is it? A hundred minutes long. So that's like an hour and something. What's that? An hour and 40 minutes. So every class we have is an hour and 40 minutes long, which is obviously really long, but I actually prefer it. It's so much like, it just makes the day go by faster, if you will. Anyway, so we had 50 minute classes of like all of our classes. I only have three, so I didn't have that many to do. And that was our last full class with our teachers, which was kind of sad. And then for the most part, that was just that entire day. Then on Wednesday, we had our final day. And then we had a farewell assembly with the entire school, which is kind of like a graduation for like within the school community kind of thing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Probably, probably not. And then after the assembly, we, the school did like a guard of honor thing. It was kind of a little bit like embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. The farewell assembly was really nice. Our year seven coordinator. So that was like, what, four or five years ago now. She did the speech to farewell us and it was so fucking sad. And I don't even like her that much because like we low-key have beef. But her speech was so fucking sad and made me cry. Like everyone in the grade was sitting there sobbing, fucking sobbing. It was probably one of the best speeches I've ever heard. The guard of honor thing, as I said, it was kind of embarrassing. We walked out in front of the whole school, like watching us. I don't know. But then like everyone was crying. I did cry during the day. <gasps> Actually, fuck no. So apparently, I don't know. I didn't know that this was a thing, but my school does this thing every time the year 12s graduate. And on the day of the farewell assembly, so our final, final day of school, the first activity they do is where, okay, first, just imagine me getting to school late as usual. I'm always late to school. But I was late on the final day because I was getting like, I just wanted to look good because we're doing the farewell assembly. So I was just like late. Anyway, late to school. I walk into the school hall where year 12 was. The whole room is pitch black. 
the entire grade is sitting in one massive circle with a candle in the middle. Could you imagine the fucking confusion on my face walking into that? I thought I was walking into some fucking cult shit. I was so fucking scared. And then I sat down next to my friend and was like, what the fuck is going on? And then it's this thing where everyone sits in a circle. There's a candle in the middle. They play like this music in the background that's like low-key sad. And the whole idea of it is the first person to get up could be anyone. You just have to like have the balls to get up. You have to pick up the candle and then you have to place it in front of someone in the grade that you know you've hurt or you know you've made them feel like shit at some point or just like had a falling out with and you've done them bad in some way. So basically just if you've hurt someone, you put the candle in front of them to more or less apologize and like just have some self-awareness that you know that you hurt them, which it was like really fucking sad, but also kind of sweet. I don't know how to explain it. It went on for a really long time. It went on for 40 minutes because a lot of people had to apologize to people. And I'm not going to lie. Most people were crying, including myself, because it was really fucking sad. But as I said, as much as it was sad, it was really sweet to see like everybody actually being self-aware of their own actions for once. The first person to got up to get up, I can't remember who it was, but they placed it down and then it just kept going back and forth. There was a lot of like, obviously everyone's watching and most people know the tension between certain people and like the drama between certain people. So watching it was really interesting because it was a lot of like ex-friends, ex, I don't want to say relationships because a lot of them weren't relationships. It was just more like friendships that had fallen out, placing the candle in front of them and just being self-aware And doing that in front of everyone is kind of obviously daunting because everybody knows about the beef for the most part. So you're apologizing to them more or less in front of everyone. And it went on for, as I said, nearly 40 minutes to an hour maybe. But even then, when we got to the end of it, nobody was ready to be done with it because like everyone was actually enjoying it. And at first, everyone kind of looked at it as like, what the fuck is this? This is so lame. Like this is cringe. But it actually turned out being one of the most wholesome things I've ever fucking experienced. It was really incredible. Why is there a bird getting attacked outside my window? There's literally feathers flying everywhere. What the fuck? That was kind of funny. Anyway. Generally, I'm kind of feeling a bit like bored now that I've graduated, like finished school. I haven't graduated yet. I can't say I've graduated, but I'm just going to lie and say I've graduated. So I haven't graduated yet, but I've graduated. Okay. That's what we're going to say. Now that I've graduated, I'm like just bored because I had this kind of realization, which I'll get into soon, but school is literally everything in our life as a teenager. As much as we don't want to admit it, our whole entire life does revolve, like it literally does revolve around it. And as much as I wanted that to come to an end, I've kind of had a really large realization to the fact that I don't know if I'm ready to be done with school because that's kind of scary. Apart from that, I have the HSC coming up in literally two weeks and I have not started studying. I have four exams in total. I am shitting myself because as I said, I haven't studied and I really need to study and I don't know how to study as well as the fact that my trial marks were really fucking bad. But I'm not being too hard on myself about the trial marks because everybody's as a whole was bad. I'm talking like 80% of my grade didn't get past the 50% mark for most of the exams. I think there's two reasons for this. One, 
trial papers are always really fucking hard and much harder than the actual HSC papers. Two, the teachers at school have to be really harsh markers because they have to be able to provide enough feedback for everybody in the grade to improve. Because if they're just giving everybody marks, like handing that left, right, and center, then it gives no incentive for, for people to improve and get a better mark by the time they get to the HSC. So I'm not too hard on myself about it. I, I kind of didn't care anyway, but it's kind of making me shit myself because I haven't started studying, but hopefully I will study soon. Are our high school years truly the emphasis of our lives? Here's the thing. School, high school specifically, can define the tra- the trajectory of our lives. That's a really hard word to say. Fuck, I'm going to kill myself. That's the one time I'm saying that. Traje- trajectory. And I'm not saying it after that. The reason I think this is because, obviously, I think primary school is like, primary school just sets you up for, like, social ability and just, like, educational ability to actually learn and then apply what you've learned into work, like putting the pen to paper kind of thing. Going into high school, you're forming most of your friendships that are going to be the ones that you leave high school with and the ones that are going to go into adulthood with you more or less. And as well as that, you're just forming like lifelong connections and relationships, friendships, skills, educational kind of expectations, all that kind of shit. It's kind of just, I feel like high school does set you out for what's next. I think that high school is a really great time in our life. I think it is one of the most fun times in our life to look back and reflect on. But my issue here is, is that you, if you are only looking back on high school as the best use of your life and you aren't looking forward with the possibility that you could have, you know, your twenties, your thirties, be the best time of your life, whatever the fuck then I think you're really limiting yourself into a box of unhappiness because you're kind of not allowing yourself to experience the social aspect and the kind of free aspect that you have when you're in high school, which it kind of is exclusive to high school to kind of have have like a freedom of not having to worry about bills, responsibilities, working, all those kind of things. But with that comes your own lifestyle choices and your own future choices that define what the outcome is. If you, for example, and not to like offend anyone, if you decide to leave high school or drop out for that matter, and you just want to go work in a trade or work in a specific job without any kind of degree or any kind of educational backing to that, that's perfectly fine. That's what most people do anyway. But if you're going to go forward with that and you're only looking at what you're doing in the future as your job and because you want money from that, or you're looking for some other factor materialistically or like tangibly to receive and return from that kind of thing, then the issue is, is that you're just not going to, you're not going to feel any happiness. I want everything to be my lifestyle. I don't want to look at things as, okay, wake up today, have work at nine, going to go to work, finish at this time, come home. Then when I come home, I'm a whole different person. I want whatever I do for work to be my entire life. I don't want it to be a thing where I'm like, oh, I have to go to work today and do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I want to more so be, okay, I'm going to work today to do this and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to brainstorm ideas for this because I'm actually passionate about what I'm doing. More or less, not doing it just for the sake of it, doing it because I actually enjoy it and it brings me happiness, right? I think same goes with high school. You go to high school, you don't enjoy school, the actual school part of school, 
Everyone hates the social part of school. Everyone loves the freedom part of school. Everybody loves it. I was kind of starting to feel like I was going to contradict myself the other day when I finished school because I started to think, damn, maybe, maybe I did take it all for granted and these were actually the best years of my life. And I just like refused to believe it for all this time, which to an extent I did. Although I think that I will not contradict myself there because I respect that it was probably the best five years of my life, the most enjoyable five years of my life as per far. But if I look back at that in that sense, and I don't look forward with the sense that the next five years of my life into my twenties, going from being a teenager to being an adult, if I don't look at those few years as possibly the best time of my life as well, then what's the point of living after high school? I don't, like that sounds kind of, if you're only going to look at that period of time as the best time of your life, what other value do you have to bring into your life after that time? I'm not saying that you shouldn't look at them as a really fun bunch of years. All I'm saying is, is that you should look forward into the future that your entire life is going to be incredible. You're not just limiting it to a certain time of your life where you had more freedom, didn't have responsibilities, didn't have kids. I don't know. Like you, you have to enjoy every single second of it. This was another realization I have. There's a lot of controversy and kind of like shame put against people that do enjoy high school because they quote peaked unquote. If you peaked in high school, you're going forward with your life and not having anything else to look forward to, not going into the future willingly or willing to find more happiness and have the best rest of your life that you can have post high school. But I think you can enjoy high school without peaking in high school. A while ago, I started realizing that I was really enjoying school. I wasn't enjoying the school part of it. Obviously being in year 12, it's quite stressful, but I was realizing that, and more so just like appreciating the time I had with my friends and the time I had at school with all the people there and the teachers there, because I knew that I was coming up to the end of school and I kind of had to start to appreciate it a bit more. And with that, I was a bit more happy to go to school. But in saying that, I really started to think, fuck, maybe I'm starting to like peak in school. Maybe I have peaked. I've now come to the realization that enjoying high school does not mean that you peaked. But if you choose to let your life in high school be your peak, then yes, you did peak in high school. Period. That's all I have to say. That's all I, that's all I fucking have to say. Go off King. If you decide to move on from school and aim towards finding and excelling in your dream career or dream lifestyle for that matter, I think personally, you've obviously you have to have the opportunity and you have to have the resources available to do this. So I don't want to sound insensitive in saying like, if you go out of school and don't go to uni, you don't do this and you don't do that, or you don't do this with your life, then you, you've peaked in high school. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, is that if you go forward willingly and you are willing to push yourself to get what you've always wanted, then you haven't peaked in high school and you're open to the rest of your life being just as enjoyable as your time in high school was. The next chapter of my life is kind of a little bit scary. And I think anybody who's graduating or is in year 12 right now is 100% also very uncertain right now and just just feeling a little bit off. I wasn't expecting this to come this fast. I wasn't expecting any of this to come to an end so fast. I have been looking forward to this day of not being in school for five years. 
or, you know, just like the whole fucking, what is it? 13 years, just the whole 13 years of school. Basically I've been looking forward to this moment, but the past five years specifically from the moment I started high school, I've been dying to just be done with school. And as it's approached, like as this year has gone on, I obviously I knew that it was coming to an end, but I kind of didn't realize that it would have such an impact of me as it has right now. I'm also speaking out of like my personal feelings and like take on the situation right now, because it's literally happening right now. It was literally three days ago that I finished school completely. So the way I'm feeling right now is a little bit messy, a little bit uncertain, a little bit all over the place. I was starting to think that as it was coming to an end, that it was all just a funny joke. Like, oh yeah, I'm finishing school. Thank fuck. You know, as you do. And I'm glad to an extent the stress is gone. The feeling of having to wake up every single day and all of that is gone. And I'm so happy about that. I'm glad. I think most people would be glad about that. But I kind of had this realization on my last day and the last few days specifically where I was like, you know, it's kind of is sad and kind of is scary because for a whole five years of your life, you've been going to the same place every single day. I've had the comfort of waking up at seven o'clock in the morning, getting to school by 8.30, coming home. I've had a routine. I've had the comfort of waking up every day to go to school and not waking up every day as I am right now, not knowing what's happening tomorrow, not knowing what's happening in two months from now, not knowing what's going to happen by the end of the year or by the start of 2023 for that matter. I don't know what's going to happen. Whereas over the past five years, I've just had the comfort of waking up and going, huh, have school next week. Don't want to go fucking hate it, but have to go anyway. And not only that, just the fact that there's teachers that I've connected with and you will have connected with by the time you finish with school. As much as I thought it was a funny joke, I was kind of like, fuck the teachers, these teachers that I've seen every single day for the past five years, well, more specifically in year 11 and 12, the past two years, every single day, I'm leaving school, leaving them behind. The only other time I have to engage with them or see them is if we cross paths in public or through future avenues. I don't know, you know, if they were like at a university or something, I don't know if we cross paths in that sense, but even just the people in my grade, I'll openly say that I don't like a lot of people that were in my grade you know, a lot of people, a lot of them just, they just weren't great for me to be around. They were kind of just like a not great energy for me. So in the most respectful way possible, I'll admit that I didn't like a lot of them, which is easy to say out loud. And it's easy to say that you fucking hate everyone or you fucking just want to be out of that place or you don't want to fucking go to school because you fucking hate everyone. It's super simple to be that way with that attitude and think that. For me though, I kind of had this realization of, fuck, these, these like the people I have dealt with every single day for the past five years and whether or not I'm friends with them or not, whether or not I like them or not with the comfort of coming to school every day came seeing these people every single day. And now the fact that I'm going to in two weeks from now, wake up and have no school is quite scary because I'm so used to seeing these people's faces. I think for the most part, most of my grade gets along well, as much as, you know, I don't like this person or that person doesn't like me or these people doesn't like these people. We all get along and not being in a social setting where we're all together in that sense is very weird to move on from because then it's like from here on out, you're only going to see them individually in public or somewhere or in your workplace or something. I don't know how to explain it. It's really fucking weird, but I don't know. 
what's to come next for me? As I was saying before, the next six months, it's five months-ish. So between now and end of Feb, start of March next year, it's kind of just a whole lot of nothingness. I'm starting university in March. I honestly don't know the dates. I am going to uni, but I don't know. It's, that's scary in itself because it's a whole new social setting. It's a whole new chapter in the book. It's a whole new era of life that's going to commence as of that time. Because right now, obviously, I'm finished school, but I still have my HSC to go. I still have my graduation. I still have my formal. I still have Fiji schoolies that I'm going to. So it's not completely over yet. Just the actual school every day, day-to-day basis kind of thing, that part of it's done. So between now and December, it's a whole lot of nothingness. But then past that is like January, February, kind of just like a, a fun and fresh moment of like summer, having fun, enjoying myself, kind of living it up before uni. Then the moment uni starts is when a whole new era of life begins, which is really fucking scary. Oh my God. I'm really fucking scared. I'm not going to lie. Just my social media stuff. I'd love to grow my socials within the next few months. I think I think the biggest issue with social media is, is that if you want to create on it, most people try and start during high school, especially me. I started in primary school. I started in year six. So I haven't had the opportunity to just have every single day available to put energy into creating content and growing my platform. And as well as that, a lot of people don't really want to be following some 14-year-old ranting on their story every day. It's just kind of cringe. So now I'm at the point where I'm older, I'm more mature, I'm pretty much almost 18. I'm out of school. I have every single day to put towards creating and putting energy into that. And I think this is the period of time where most creators start to see their success because they are actually somebody who can be influential over other people's decisions. And they can actually work with brands who are willing to work with them because they know that they're influential social currency. You know what I mean? You get my point. In saying that, I don't consider myself an influencer as at all. I also don't consider myself a creator because creator, if you don't know what the difference between the two things are, a creator is somebody who creates social media content that they're paid for or creates for brands or is creating for something specific, some type of entity. Whereas an influencer is somebody who posts their entire lifestyle. I would say I'm in between. I think influencer sounds cringe, whereas I think creator sounds too too like unauthentic. I consider myself in between. I'm a creator in terms of the stuff I do get paid for and the actual social media work that I do professionally. Influencer-wise, I do show a lot of my lifestyle in my TikTok vlogs, all that kind of thing. So I kind of consider myself in between, but yeah, I'm kind of just talking shit up my ass right now. So we're going to wrap that up right there. I think high school is only what you can make of it, to be honest. Although sometimes obviously there's peer pressure. Like I think it just depends on our environment too. You know, there's a lot of like, I feel like it just your high school experience is out of your own hands. It depends on your environment, the people you go to school with, what's happening in your life, your family life, all those things. They can all be contributors to like whether or not they are an enjoyable few years of your life. It's more or less out of our hands. For me, I think it's it was like rough. It wasn't anything too dramatic. Well, actually, I kind of downplay a lot of things that did happen, but I can look past those things and admit that it was a really fun 
couple of years. Why am I literally about to cry? Oh my fucking god! Let's not do that. It cannot be what we what you wish it was. It cannot be what you wish it could be. It really just comes down to the environment, as I said, that you're in during school. That's out of our hands. That is not up to us. That is just kind of fate. You just kind of got to deal with it. I don't know. It's like you can choose to look at school as being a really horrible time or you can just appreciate the time you had there and appreciate the little things it did give you and the little things that it did, the little the little bits of value that school added to your life. As much as you might have hated going to class, as much as you might have hated the people in your grade, as much as you might have hated the place in general, if you just appreciate the little valuable things that it brought to your life, I think that's when you realize, especially at the end of school, finishing year 12, that's when you kind of appreciate it more and realize that it is out of our hands but it's really just how you choose to look back on it. And as well as looking back on it, how you choose to look forward from that. What happens after high school is completely up to you. You can choose to dwell in the past, wishing you didn't take it for granted or wishing that it did last forever because, you know, it was, quote, the best time of your life, unquote. Sure, you can do that. But going forward, every decision and every ounce of happiness that you have going forward is up to you. You are the only person that can change that. You are the only one that can define what happens from here on out. And I, I don't want to sound cringe in saying that. I just want to motivate you because you can look back at it in hate. You can look back at it in wishing that you're still there, wishing that you didn't take it for granted, whatever. But it's up to you to choose what you do now and what happens going forward that will define, that will really define the rest of your life as scary as it may sound, you are up to take the leads now. High school, you get to have a couple of years that you enjoy and it's out of your hands. As I said, once again, I'm sick of saying that phrase, but it is out of our fucking hands. But in saying that, you have the comfort of going to school and knowing that it's enjoyable. Leaving school, the thing is, you don't have the comfort of something that is meant to be enjoyable. All you have is the opportunity to go get a fucking university degree or the opportunity to go get a full-time job and get money and go rent a fucking apartment or something. That's all you have. Nothing else. But it's up to you to define now and you to take the lead over what you do next. You literally get to choose your happiness now. You don't have the happiness forced upon you as it is in school. When I say a lot of this stuff, I don't want to force any negative kind of ideas onto you that, you know, if you are taking a certain path to me or you, your life is kind of taking a different, different direction to what I'm talking about. I don't want to sound insensitive or up my own ass about my own path. I'm only speaking on how I feel about things. Whatever you think is right for you is what is right for you. I'm only speaking on what is right for me and I'm trying to make what I'm saying kind of relevant enough to everybody that it isn't offensive. So I do hope that you take what I've said with a grain of salt if anything, as I said, my main message is just that now you have the opportunity to take the leads of what happens next. And if you're in high school and you're listening to this, you still have the opportunity to take a lead of what is happening in your life. This episode has been a bit more chill. It's been a bit more kicked back, which I wasn't intending, but I feel like it was really important because 
right now is kind of an emotional time for me. Like this, this is quite an emotional topic for me to be talking about. So that's why I wanted this to be, I wanted this to be a bit more unstructured, a bit more like chilled out. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just search "Not at the Party" and you can leave a review and a rating. Make sure to leave a review as well with it, which is the written part where you can write a little excerpt. I love reading them. They're so cool. You guys are the best. Everyone that has left some, you're incredible. I love you so much. Apart from that, I'll see you on Friday for this week's After Party episode. If you haven't already RSVP'd to the After Party, you can go to the Apple Podcast main page or you can go to anchor.fm slash not at the party slash subscribe and you can support the podcast monthly to unlock bonus exclusive content every single week, which is, in fact the after party episodes if you decide to subscribe i am going to be reading a letter i wrote to myself five years ago when i was in year seven i hope you'll love it i'll see you then bye